0: Oh, greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. Please take a seat. Please come on in here. I feel like we're at the uh, Sheraton and we got a nice little room and uh, everybody can come and take a seat. Everybody looks beautiful, smell great. A lot of white women in the building. (laughs) They're my biggest supporters and I, I thank you. Uh, have a lot of strong backing in the Jewish community, and uh, black men overwhelmingly support uh, the uh, vision and the um, uh, ability for us as a country, as a nation, to come together and to figure out our own business. Black men are on board with that. They realize the old way was not working burning things down and throwing molotov cocktails and uh, you know just using reverse racism and hate and constantly bringing up the past and it's just it, it makes people are dying nowadays from stress. Folks are taking drugs. they're stressed out. Guys, before we begin, thank you for coming over here at ebony Republicans. We are a new vision for the Republican Party and for the United States of America, our republic, in which we use the democratic process to elect our leaders. I want to be clear that we are not a democracy. We are a republic that uses democracy as a system. Okay? So we, we just want to be clear about that because people say, well, you guys are against democracy. No, we are a republic. It keeps on, we are a democracy. We are not a democracy. You can't be a democracy. That doesn't make any sense. You, You have to be a republic. Okay? And that's what we are. And in this republic, the people have the right to choose their future. And the future on the right, with Ebony Republicans, is a clear distinction between what they're doing on the left and those governing bodies that they've put together somewhat like nobles to reign over the black community and force us down a road that their superiors tell them and this is why the black church the chitlin circuit and the black caucus like places like the naacp unfortunately and the rainbow coalition good old jesse jackson they've for years uh, couldn't control the youth. They can't really control the narrative completely. And so they fabricate things. Create narratives that play into the division. But only on the right. Guys, please make sure you email me. At republicans About the show. If you want to share some more links. Uh, yeah, I'm out by the airport right now, guys. Um, actually, uh, about to meet up with some friends who I met a few weeks ago and we're going to have a nice little brunch and we're going to talk about how do we move forward in this country and just talk about just some of the concerns we've had some of the things we haven't been able to express because we're in cancel culture and I'm looking forward to that I'm really looking forward to that we had uh, last month the annual chiefs of police meeting here. It was fantastic. Uh, shout out to Patty. Um, she was just the sweetest uh, woman you ever wanted, wanted to meet. Probably middle-aged white woman, uh, beautifully groomed, well-to-do, and she had a great career. I believe in the State Department and you know in local law enforcement and uh when we met it was not at the best of her times she was going through a personal issue in her family that was absolutely uh, a a change of um you know her reality and i was trying to be as sensitive as possible but take advantage of the time that i had patty in front of me And we agreed on just about everything. And this is what happens when I meet any white person, any Jewish person. The only problem I have is when I run up against black folks who've been systematically educated and misinformed about our country, about our narrative, who we are, what we are, what we're doing, and what we're reaching for. They seem to, you know, be under the impression that the Republicans. It's with Adolf Hitler. Well, who told you that? The Democrats. And they gave us some food stamps and welfare, and they told us to believe this way. And we've just been believing that a way. And then they used our mothers, obviously, with the fathers out of the home, which was the original plan to start with. And uh, the breast milk of her words have been. And, and again, I said this before. I want the American people to understand that the brainwashing the warp minds of these young children who are growing up in a home not even understanding financial literacy or uh, basic american uh, uh, culture and and you know just sort of growing up in these zoo like uh, prisons we call the ghetto in a neighborhood where ignorance permeates and crack and and gang violence and prostitution and you know dope addicts and homelessness this is where we grow up at and we come out into the real world after we've spent about 40 years with just a mother imagine that in america and now these kids are coming out and their their minds are so messed up they have all of these uh... preconceived notions And the American people didn't know this, don't know this, don't understand it. And they assume that these young children are just messed up all together. Just another bad batch. And that's not the case. And that's why we as Americans have to go in and rebuild these homes. Guys, please make sure you check out my book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Black Women Rings Around Saturn. This is a beautiful book for the holidays. This is a great read. As I tell people who may be offended at the beginning of the book, if you sat down and talk to any American, any young black child, any inner city, and let them speak freely, as white folks always have, you will see that we have so much hate in us, and it doesn't scare you because we're young and you know that it's time for us to grow out of that, and we just don't understand. But it's not all white people that recognizes that. Mostly white women know that. I've had white women in my school, okay, in my social life, they've always been in my way, I don't know if the government set it up that way. I don't know, but they always knew that at some point I would grow out of the way I saw the world. If I just had a chance, they believed that. This is what was happening when I was going before the judge, right, for smoking or drinking, some, you know, whatever I was doing out there in the streets, you know, out there with my nigger tree, out there, you know, just just tearing up the goddamn world, you know, out there with my pants hanging and my cap to the side. Looking to have some sex. Looking to roll some dice and, and, uh, you know, kill another nigga down the street because he wearing blue. That nigga wearing red. That nigga my real enemy. But let me hide this crack under my nuts from this cop. They don't want us talking like that. Because America will start to see the problem. Now they'll start to get it. I'm a converter. I told you that. I take you through the reality through the lens of an African American male. Since when America stopped believing in a black man, and you just solely believe in white, the, uh, the the black woman, the black women and the children, the black women and the children. When did you stop believing in the black male? Once World War II was over, once we got out of chains, is that it? When we got off the plantation, did you just stopped believing in us, and you, you know, just sound like Walmart, you know, just want to, you know, you know, cater to women. put the clothes up front, you know, put the women up front, give them the jobs, get them down here in City Hall, help them to be the prosecutors, make jurisprudence to favor them, giving them the administration over the home, making the father just a custodian, abstract sperm donor. This is what they try to reduce us to, using everything from Silicon Valley to Hollywood. Yet, they don't want us to speak this message. Guys, I hope you're getting ready for Christmas, and I hope you had a great Halloween. I sure did. I was in Fort Worth. The Frogs, oh boy, you already know what time it is. TCU, baby. TCU, honey. We already went over what we're doing this year. We're going flawless. We're running through, and we just can't be stopped. We're a juggernaut. We haven't struck as much fear in uh, the football community just yet. But they realize that we are a tough outing. Anybody that got us on the schedule, you got to know that this is going to be a tough outing. Now, TCU is a uh, second-half team at this time, and we're trying to pick that up because if we can just get a little bit of offense in the beginning uh, in our our first and second uh, quarters, uh, we're going to close the shop up here and score about 59, damn near 80 uh we have that type of running game uh we have a good quarterback we have a great uh uh uh, uh a great coaching staff um uh, we have a great program in general we have a great uh coat following you know it's it's purple they done not turn me out boy see y'all was wondering if I was going to get turned out by white folks you right you right they just thought it was going to come from somebody some some some, you know, pretty white, you know, alumni sister put it on a nigga, take me out to the lake and, you know, talk about things that open up my little brain and you know, I'm hooked and, you know, I'm just smell me some white girl. It's all about the white girl. There you go. Nose open, following her, right? That's what they think. Or you get you you meet some nice, handsome white guy, you know sexy cute you know wild and you guys rub uh you know your chests together and everything and fall in love and you're following this guy now or you just want to be like a white man so bad and you're just going out there and you know just just chasing a white man hey accept me into your club accept me i'm into your fraternity come on please bring me in here and I'm on your side. I'll even talk bad to those niggas over there. That's what they think. that This this how this works. Shame on them. Well, I did get turned on. I ain't going to lie to you. White people, they got me, man. They got me good, man. I'm so open. I'm so in love with white folks. I, I can't even lie to you. Um... I just love white people. I, I feel like I'm ashamed that I'm coming out the closet. Like, I feel like I'm, you're talking about I'm gay or, you know, I've had a, a a drug addiction. And it's a shame that you can't live in a country and love some of the people who've made history with you, who stood shoulder to shoulder to you on the beaches of Normandy and on the beaches of Coney Island. Uh, y'all only know this in modern times, but y- y- you don't know what happened over the years in this country, and the pe- the people who um, you know fought in Pearl Harbor, you know incident, and the people who um, helped to raise the flag onto our sovereignty, we we somehow forget that we're part of a bigger picture and an experiment, and it's a t- it's about that time that we take this experiment into a different stage. Now. How did white folks get you? How did they get you all? Oh, boy, you all, you sold, signed, delivered. They might as well pull my pants down, bend my black ass over, and and, and get the branding eye and just slap TCU on that ass. Let it. Don't even let it cool off. Pull my pants up, you know, and, and get on out there and represent, nigga. Now, some of these words may seem disturbing to you, but you know what's more disturbing? When my life is that. Where my own so called people would hate me for wearing, carrying, saluting a police officer, saluting, I wanna cry, an American flag, I might get killed by a black male or despised by a black woman. Because I see a bigger picture, I'm using a different method, I'm not doing the same thing over and expecting different results. I'm not out here marching and boycotting. I got to be killed. I got to be... You know, put put in a corner. I got to be disciplined. Strongly admonished. It, I mean, it, it's disgraceful. There was a time when I was growing up... You could get... Disassociated and lose your black card, as it were... If you go to college. Now if your ass been to jail, nigga, you on, bitch. You part of the black mafia. We respect that nigga. We're gonna throw a celebration. Get your car, get you get you know, get you caught up when you get out. But the guy who graduates, no one goes out and get him a car. No one goes out and, you know, buy him a nice gift. Put together a celebration for him. It's not how we operate. Unfortunately. I'm getting ready for Christmas. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's the holiday season now. Let's go ahead and get these lights up, guys. Let's go ahead and get these decorations. Let's get in our spirit. Let's keep on winning. Let's keep on loving. Let's keep on trying to, you know, reach across the aisle. And let's keep working with each other. Let's have a discussion. This is why we're going to take this podcast and we're going to formalize it. We're going to have some great sit-down interviews. And we're going to show the American people who we really are. We're going to show the world who we really are. I'm not having this discussion on our history and our past for the world to see it. That's none of their business. No nation would do something like that but ours. Try to... Use, you know, different events that happen and unfortunate circumstances in our country to use that as a time to shame America. Run up to the UN and to other countries like, help us, we need help in America. We need y'all to help us shut our local government down. A whole world effort could help this, like the coronavirus. We could get rid of the American idea. Once and for all, black folks, you like that stupid idea because your ass think what you think you're going to be. Now, your ass going to be right under some Chinese plantation, right under some goddamn Arab plantation. No disrespect. be somewhere out in Africa, a little segregated group. Your ass don't fit in, don't know any languages over there. You're going to be just sitting there looking stupid, trying to find a place on this planet to call yours when you got one that you're standing on. Busy running, like I was. I'm trying to go to Africa, trying to find somewhere else to live. Just run away from the problems. You know, I hate drown myself in music or drugs. But it's time to stop that kind of foolishness. That's why I want to run for Congress someday. And I want to change our reality. I'm talking to you, little black boy over there. Who you've been told, probably by your mother, that you need reparations to make it. You got to be better than white folks to make it. You got to be gay to make it. You got to go out here and make this amazing salary. Get in tech or some other oil industry. And be the first black Negro to, you know, eat 50 bags of pretzels. Whoopie do. Well, I'm telling you on the right, we got a much different vision. I want more african-american small business owners i don't always be reading out some damn job numbers fuck that excuse my language i'm sorry on the right we don't believe in chasing white folks down on television and looking for every chance you can for karen we got more black karens than anything else in this country i know that's right no disrespect there's more black women that target black males in the prosecution field when it comes down to you know social issues and you name it. So when we start telling the truth, they get mad. Like black men, you're supposed to allow yourself to get screwed by black women. And the left agenda, their feminine reality and matriotic situation that they're pushing using Silicon Valley in Hollywood, you're supposed to lay down and get down just put a skirt on and and, and follow these women. Because they got them, the ones with the jobs now, they're making sure we're already outnumbered that they can have a, a salary, they can have their, you know, credit and everything else like that in a little community college, if they go along with the man on the left, and your ass just, you know, if you can slip in, if you can make it, you know, because the majority of your asses are locked up, you're on drugs, disenfranchised, gay, weird, dead, I don't know what the hell black men is doing today. I think we can check off the box other. Good Lord. Guys, one of the members of the Migos was killed. Takeoff. I put out a YouTube video and I took it back. Please don't bring that to Houston. Please don't bring this to Texas. Because nobody out here had anything to do with takeoff's death. Period. Period. He was backdoored, and it was an inside job. That's why the moment the man was dead, in less than five minutes, they were saying somebody in his own camp accidentally killed him. I'm going to leave it there. I say no more on it. Very sad. Pop Smoke, Nipsey Hustle. This is so America can see it. But this is happening every day, guys. In these Democratic-controlled areas that we've been brainwashed socially engineered into this is happening every day you don't see it you don't hear it it's quiet the local police just takes care of it but it's there every single solitary day until we have the state of the union that's when you get caught up oh, all this all this shit's still going on huh god damn it you know i ain't been down there in lower bottom detroit i ain't been in certain places in st louis and iowa and rhode island where it's hectic they got ghettos like everybody else but aren't you tired of hearing about this? Aren't you tired of reading about this? You guys want to hear something funny? I realized that I'll never understand what the next person is going to. Or to even walk in the next person's shoes or body. I was um, sitting down having a conversation. It, well, I wasn't really talking. The The, the girls were. Three white women, under the age of 30, over the age of 22 or 23. And they were talking about, in their own world, how women like to be manhandled sometimes. Okay, you know, I was sitting in here, but I'm old, child. I'm sitting right next to them, and they talking about this here. Oh, good lord! Oh, and all of them was fine too. It's hard to not to be human. So I kept getting in the conversation. I was ear hustling. I'm sitting there looking at them, looking them up, the, up and down, and I'm saying all three of them fine, and they talking like this here. Good lord! I turn, you know, look. I started fanning. I was getting hot in here. The temperature was rising. But it was only their conversation. I never heard women talk. They, they was basically, like, they got caught, like Trump. They was having locker room talk of things that girls girls like, you know, things that they get to say back to a male to kind of help him because he's struggling, he's not, you know, eating correctly, and blood flow is not working. It's like, come on, you know, you might have to take care of yourself. You got to do better. But, you know, they were saying that there's some other ways that you can help him out, you know. Um, you know, like, you know, saying to him, you know, is that the best you got? I mean, what are you going to do with that toothpick? That ain't nothing. You know, am I supposed to be feeling this? You know, and and I'm thinking, oh my God, like that's, ah, what? Let's move along. (sighs) Guys. And I told him, I said, I'm going to put this on my podcast they were, they were very helpful to me. I, I learned something about women that I did not know. And if I did know, I didn't hear it from their mouth. I just assumed. Fellas, just a little tip. Whenever you're with a woman, don't assume and ask her, uh, don't assume anything. Just ask the woman. Even if you're making love, you guys are intimate. You you know, I, I'm a man. I got a ding I got, a, you know, muscles and You know, I'm just going to run in there and like a, you know, construction worker and knock down everything and build and all this other kind of stuff. Man, listen, just ask somebody. Listen, you don't got to be, look, before we get started here, you take off your drawers, I take off mine, like Martin Lawrence said (laughs) when he did the the, the movie The Black Knight. Not like that. I mean, like, you know, before we even get to a level of, of making out or, you know, loving each other or getting married or whatever and everything we're doing today, uh... I mean, ask, like, how do you like to be loved? And that's something that I'm big on nowadays As I go, I want, I want to love the person how they want to be loved. And I want them to know how I want to be loved. And I didn't know that when I was younger, maybe because my father was missing. And these are the things that, you know, we're saying as black men, we want to talk about how many different levels of our life is messed up, whether it's our first introduction, whether it's our masculinity. Uh, whether it's our confidence or ability to you know have a productive and successful relationship, because of our fathers being missing in this plot to overthrow the American family, black males have suffered tremendously and all I want is the American people to understand that. It seems like it's too much to ask. They are too busy working on abortions and guns and black women's issues and black women and women children and black men. the, the males are nothing. And I told someone that. I said, you know, in a Democratic Party, we're treated like shit. We're nothing. There's no programs for us. There's no jurisprudence. In fact, y'all did the damn crime bill in modern times. Building jails like you wouldn't even believe in Democratic cities. Up in the ante. We don't need to go over this again. But I I want someone, I I want to be able to ask someone, how do you want to be loved? If we're intimate, how does this feel? Is this good? Should I continue? Should I apply more pressure? Should I talk crazy to you? Do you want me to grab your neck? That was a discussion that they were having that in the being manhandled, these three beautiful sisters. I don't gonna keep saying white, they white, they white, they white. Does that turn you on? Did I talk about white women just like I would if I was a black woman? Just She's just a woman with breasts and a vagina. Panties can be clean or can be dirty. What I don't see no difference. She shits. Okay? She's got to brush her teeth. She uses a phone. I, look, you deal with that in your own mind. I'm a free mind, so I'm talking freely. Now, so they were saying that and I guess this incur- boosts their femininity. They think it's nice if a man is a little rough. Even up into the point where you're just kind of role-playing and grabbing her neck and stuff. They were actually saying this while I was sitting there. And I was less than an inch away from them. I mean, I was as close to, to them as my fingers on my hand. And we was in- talking, engaging, socializing. And I was aroused, I won't even lie, completely by the way, by the idea that women talk like this. I thought it was us it's us guys. Cause it is a natural guy thing to say, oh grandpa Baha here. You know, and we don't mean like we're gonna hurt you with domestic violence. It just makes us feel more manly, like in a soft, gentle way. Where we got that hair locked up like that. What you mean? I would love to grab a white girl's hair. Oh my god! And just smell her hair. Like come over here softly. It's, obviously, I'll have permission. But if she says yeah, you can smell my hair, but I have to. Gr-. I've done that before, and because it was just, and she liked it. Uh. I, I smelled the fragrance of it and I said, Can I smell your hair? I've been asked by white people all the time, Can I touch your hair? Some of them have never touched black hair before. Can I, you know, like, you know, just plain here for a second? Can I, you know, just, is, is it okay? Sure, go ahead. I've asked someone, can I smell it here? I used to do that when I was younger. I used to go to the club. I'd be dancing with girls. You know, we dance close, reggae and stuff. And you smell the girl here, her neck, and all this other kind of stuff. Because you know women's put on perfume, lotion, and all this other kind of stuff. Body bomb, lip gloss, and all this other stuff. Mango, jelly, cucumber, and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there like, mm, this smells good. And I'll be dancing sometime. And because it smells so good, and I'm so close up on her... You know, we're dancing reggae. Y'all know how young people's dance. Don't even be acting like all that. And we African-American too. You know we be on the in the middle of this thing here. Right? So we sitting up in there dancing all reggae and everything. Soca and calypso, you know. And the girl will be backing up, you know. You know how they do now to the twerk. Then they backing up on him. And he got to push forward now. Don't, let him push you back now. And sometimes they'll put their back on you, like on your chest. And so close. Um, you can smell their hair in your nose. And I used to love that when I was dancing. It would just kind of empower me so one day I was um, I don't think I think I was in a bank and it was years ago I think I was in New York at the time um, there was this white girl standing in front of me uh, she probably was about 25 maybe 30 um, she was cute she I remember she had a nexus necklace on it was X and O um, she had a little pink bag with her looks like a jewelry bag a little purse um, she was standing in front of me. We might have been at, I don't know if we was at the um, birth certificate place, um, Vital Records, or if we were at, I don't remember where it was. She was just standing in front of me. <sighs> Guys, she just smelled so good. And she was just maybe five, five, five four, just a little short, cutie little thing. I didn't see no wedding ring. And it was that day I said, why can't I have a wife like that? And what would our conversations look like? Now, I didn't go too far as, you know, jungle fever and, you know, what if white people don't want me? And I like, get that shit out of here. You understand me? Anyways. And um, I, 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 I don't know. I said, your hair smells so good. I mean, what the hell did you put in there? Berries? She starts laughing. She goes, no, it is. I can smell it too. She's like, I was using some new hair product or whatever. I said, can I smell it? And, um, no, 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 okay, okay, I'm so sorry, I'm backing up. Okay, I remember how this happened. So, we got there early at the driver's license place, and everybody was sitting down, right? I could smell her hair, because she was sitting right behind me. The chairs were pressed up against each other, and we were back-to-back, right? So, pretty much, her hair was, like, kind of touching my hair. And I t- I told her, I t- I t- I t- her hair smelled really, really good, and we were talking, and just, you know, talking about, I don't know, I think Coney Island. I, now, I remember, I told she was Russian. Or her, her family, she was American, but her grandparents and everything was from Russia and all so that kind of stuff. Straight up American girl. Went to great schools and things like that. Um, and and I think her dad was, have her mom was... Uh, German or Russian and what one of the other two because we, we talked about that and she was asking me where I was from and I was saying America she was like but from where and I was like America but from where and I was like America I don't know any place in Africa I mean they got the transatlantic slave trade out there but I don't know about no damn Nigeria and Ghana and all this other kind of stuff she, I don't know what these experts be writing so she just thought I was cute and charming, charming and things like that and uh, she asked to touch my hair first I remember now because I have my hair out Right. And it was like all curly and cute and everything. Ella touched my hair and I just, I remember I was nervous and I said, can I smell your hair? And she was like, yeah, guys, I'm not lying. She's like, yeah, like not like, yeah, sure. She was like, yeah. And she gave me this look like, I right, now you're turning me on because you're participating now. And I, I, I took her here, and, I, and I, I I, don't know what the hell got into me. And I'm not going to tell you how that story ended, but we stayed friends, and we were cool and everything like that. And I learned some really nice Russian food and words and even some German uh, snacks and things like that. It was a really nice um, friendship over the years. And I think she went on to law school. Look at that. Imagine if I would have kept that deal, right? She went on to law school. I remember she was studying, and there's a part about in my book where I actually talk about um, her, but I don't get into the color. So, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's another discussion. But when I went to smell her here, I rent, so I put my fingers to the scalp of it, right? And I pulled it, I pulled her slightly and softly, and I let her move as I pulled. So, she just would be following me, like, and it won't hurt because she's going with the flow. And I put my nose right up to her goddamn scalp. And, man, I just took a whiff of, like, incense and myrrh and frankincense. And it was just an experience. Now, you might say, what has this got to do with whatever the hell you're talking about today? You know, I said this before. I said black people don't even know how each other smell. We've been so used to these factory products. And the only reason why I said that is because I went to Africa and I went to uh, Middle East and I went to Europe. And they still have a very human element about them. And if you know, you know, and you understand what I'm saying, where you can go to Ireland and Scotland and you can smell the people. And I love the way they smell. You can go to, you know, Saudi Arabia. You can go to Ethiopia and you can smell the human, of these people. We don't smell like humans. We smell like products in a damn store. We smell like the things that we eat. We smell like a damn Barbie doll, a mannequin, uh, a teddy bear. You understand what I'm saying? We use so much damn products, we don't even like to to, to have a natural odor. I like my natural odor, and I use lemon under my arms. I don't really use um, a lot of deodorants and things like that, and I do find the ones that are organic, and they have no fragrances and stuff like that, like my soaps, because that stuff would kill you. But anyway, it was just an experience that I never forgot. And oh my God, mm, that was nice. That was nice. You know, I've, I've made progress and I've got to a place in my life where um, I see myself as the solution now, not as the problem. And I want America to get to that level. And that's why I started this podcast, because I felt if you didn't know what was the problem, You'll keep just trying to throw money at it. You'll keep thinking the left, the Democrats, that black discussion and Black Lives Matter that they're trying to have over there. That that's the way forward. And what has it got you? Has it got you anywhere? Nowhere. Just more threats of changing our schools and our way of life. To have a discussion on black people, you need to go and change the schools, change our bathrooms change the American flag, hurl insults, defu- excuse me, defund the police. That's what they want you to believe. And that's what you as a white person have been trained to believe. Folks get mad at me when I say white folks were slaves several times, probably more than black folks, even in this country. What? I had a guy tell me today that he had white privilege. And I said, guess what? I said, who gave you your privilege? He said, you know what? I don't know. That's a good question. I said, because a privilege is given to you by sanctioning body. So if just think of the language, nothing happens in this country unless the language is right. Believe that. So if someone told you, you got white privilege, who gave it to you? Cause if you got white privilege, it was given to you by somebody who's not white. And who was that? What was that? Wait, I think I understand what you're saying. That is what, right. How did, that's when you realize, like I told him, white folks were set up. They went and got some very ignorant uh, uh, niggas from uh, Europe. They were white. And they said, look, niggas, white, I want you to be the shift lead over these other niggas. They're black. And you can't read and write and do anything else like that at the time, because of what was happening in Europe, and if you could, then whoopie do for you. But we'll make you an indentured slave, damn it, and we'll make you a slave with benefits. And uh, you know, you you would you you with us now because you know, you 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 your skin is about about our skin, and you know you so you can, you know, be part of the master race. And so, once black folks, with the limited information that they had, saw that these white people who basically were uneducated. They were not uh, informed. They were not enlightened. They were in the dark. They was over you. They were the one to say, hey, come here, nigga. Come here, boy. That's who it was. They were the ignorant and the lowest of the lowest who they tried to record and write the historians to tell you that that's the white folks. Right? And so what we do is we compute that to everybody's a white person. Everybody has something to do with Neil you, Was you, your great grandfather, great 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 great, and again, because we have never took the time to understand what happened in this country. Period. How was the country put together? Why was it put together? What? Because then you start to understand that it's not just about you, and what happened to you in this country is a big part of what happens. But you got to wake up and understand the bigger picture. Then you can see why the iris was treated like shit when they got here. Beat them and killed them just as fast as your ass. That's why Dr. King said something very important. He said then they started giving the white peasants land and farming. And they start basically letting them in, and that's where white privilege began. Isn't that something? Guys, y'all scared of a mind like mine, ain't you? I know you is.
1: Survival! demands that we grapple with them. Men for years now have been talking about war and peace, but now no longer can they just talk about it. It is no longer the choice between violence and non-violence in this world is non-violence or non-existence. That is where we are today. so in the human rights revolution, if something isn't done and done in a hurry to bring the colored peoples of the world out of their long years of poverty, their long years of hurt and neglect, the whole world is doomed. happy that God has allowed me to live in this period, to see what is unfolding. And I'm happy that he's allowed me to be in Memphis. I can remember, I can remember when Negroes were just going around, as Ralph has said so often, scratching where they didn't itch and laughing when they were not
0: tickled. Come on.
1: But that day is all over. I want to commend the leadership of the National Conference on New Politics for all of the great work that they have done in making this significant convention possible. Indeed, by our very nature, we affirm that something new is taking place on the American political horizon.
0: Ebony Republicans.
1: We have come here from the dusty plantations of the deep south and the depressing ghettos of the north. We have come from the great universities and the flourishing suburbs. We have come from Appalachian poverty and from conscience-stricken wealth. But we have come And we have come here because we shared a common concern for the moral health of our nation. We have come because our eyes have seen through the superficial glory and glitter of our society and observed the coming of judgment. Like the prophet of old, we have read the handwriting on the wall we have seen our nation weighed in the balance of history and found wanting we have come because we see this as a dark hour in the affairs of men
0: now guys understand he's not talking to the republican party He's talking to the nation. The left have taken Dr. King, attached him to civil rights, and went on a narrative spill about the right and racism and white supremacy. I'm insulted by that.
1: For most of us, this is a new move. We are traditionally the idealists. We are the marchers from Mississippi and Selma and Washington who staked our lives on the American dream during the first half of this decade. Many assembled here campaigned deciduously for Lyndon Johnson in 1964 because we could not stand idly by and watch our nation contaminated by the 18th century policies of Goldwaterism. We were the hardcore activists who were willing to believe that southerners could be reconstructed in the constitutional image. We were the dreamers of a dream that dark yesterdays of man's inhumanity to man would soon be transformed into bright tomorrows of justice. Now it is hard to escape. The disillusionment of betrayal. Our hopes have been blasted. And our dreams have been shattered. The promise of a great society was shipwrecked. Off the coast of Asia, on the dreadful peninsula to Vietnam. The poor
0: black and white. Poor black and white the poor Poor, black and white in this day that would be the common man you and me you see how they twist that message see this ain't that i got a dream shit they don't you probably most of y'all have never heard this side of dr king this is the side that they wanted to kill like with malcolm x they wanted to kill because Malcolm stopped believing in that racial thought of Islam. And Dr. King started, stopped with the black church left-wing talking points.
1: Black and white are still perishing on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. So just
0: so you understand, when he started speaking up for white folks, basically white lives matter this is when his death was ordered y'all don't understand that y'all don't understand that that's why we're walking you through this
1: what happens to a dream deferred it leads to bewildering frustration and corroding bitterness i came to see this in a personal experience here in chicago last summer And all the speaking that I have done in the United States before varied audiences, including some hostile whites. The only time that I have ever been booed was one night in our regular weekly mass meeting by some angry young men of our movement. I went home that night with an ugly feeling. Selfishly, I thought of my sufferings and sacrifices over the last 12 years. Why would they boo one so close to them? But as I lay awake thinking...
0: Do you I- know why he got booed? He said he went before hostile whites, good whites, and everybody else. He said, but the only ones that booed me were some black folks. Did you? Are y'all listening to this shit? I, you can't make this shit up. Come on, bro. Y'all playing with me, man. I
1: finally came to myself, and I could not for the life of me have less in patience and understanding for those young men. For 12 years, I and others like me had held out radiant promises of progress. I had preached to them about my dream. I had lectured to them about the not-too-distant day when they would have freedom all here and now. I had urged them to have faith in America and in white society. Their hopes had soared. They were now booing me
0: because they felt that we wanted. Now, this educated young preacher said that he was preaching that they could have hope in white society. Much less, much more like uh, Candace Owens is doing, Larry Elder, myself, and uh, millions of other black people who are part of the white community whether we got kids, our wives, our husbands, our co-workers, you know, our elders, our rabbis, our pre- whatever, we're just in we're tied in. Period. Just get it out of your mind. He said that they didn't want to hear that shit. I think you miss listen to me, follow me.
1: able to deliver on our promises. They were born because we had urged them to have faith in people who had too often proved to be unfaithful. They were now hostile because they were watching the dream that they had so readily accepted turn into a frustrating nightmare. This situation is all the more ominous in view of the rising expectations of men the world over. The deep rumblings that we hear today, the rumbling of discontent, is the thunder of disinherited masses rising from dungeons of oppression to the bright hills of freedom. All over the world, like a fever, freedom is spreading in the widest liberation movement in history. The great masses of people are determined to end the exploitation of their races and lands. And in one majestic chorus, they are singing in the words of our freedom song, Ain't gonna let nobody turn us around. So the collision course is set, the people cry for freedom, and the Congress attempts to legislate repression, millions
0: yet- Now did he say white people or did he say Congress? Come on, let's keep going.
1: As billions are appropriated for mass murder but the most meager pittance of foreign aid for international development is crushed in the surge of reaction <laughs> unemployment rages at a major depression level in the black ghettos
0: basically what he's saying is you're giving money to ukraine and we need that money right here down in texas we need that international money on this damn border We need that money in these communities and these neighborhoods, fatherless homes and, you know, these elderly people, prescriptions and all this other kind of stuff. And y'all out there just adventuring with the money. That's what Dr. King is saying. I'm translating for you. Go ahead.
1: But the bipartisan response is an anti-riot bill rather than a serious poverty program. For model cities, rent supplement, and rat control, pitiful as they were to begin with, get caught in the maze of congressional inaction. And I submit to you tonight that a Congress that proves to be more anti-Negro than anti-rat needs to be dismissed. <clears throat> legislative assemblies have adopted Nero as their patron saint and are bent on fiddling while our cities burn. Even when the people persist and in the face of great obstacles develop indigenous leadership and self-help approaches to their problems, and finally tread the forest of bureaucracy to obtain existing government funds. The corrupt political order seeks to crush even this beginning of hope. The case of CDGM in Mississippi is the most publicized example, but it is a story repeated many times across our nation. Our own experience here in Chicago is especially
0: painful He basically just said the political class and he mentioned the best case that he can think about is in Mississippi but he said it's happening all across these ghettos all across these left-wing leaning cities is what the brother is trying to say they misunderstood him tried to make it seem like he was coming at white folks he was not he said the political class whoever that might be let's continue
1: President After an enthusiastic approval by HEW's Department of Adult Education, SCLC began an adult literacy project to aid 1,000 young men and women who have been pushed out of overcrowded ghetto schools. In obtaining basic, basically literacy skills prerequisite to receiving jobs. We had an agreement with ANP stores for 750 jobs through SCLC's job program, Operation Breadbasket, and had recruited over 500 pupils the first week. At that point, Congressman Kaczynski and the Daily Machine intervened and demanded...
0: Hold on, he mentioned a congressman. He didn't say white folks. And he also mentioned a machine. Sounds like the deep state done this. Sounds like the media of the day, huh?
1: Washington cut off our funds or channel them through the machine control poverty program in Chicago... Now we have no problem with administrative supervision, but we do have a desire to be independent of machine control and the Democratic Party patronage network for this desire for politically...
0: Hold on. Did you hear what Dr. Martin Luther King just said? Put some fucking respect on my name, bro, and don't play with me like I'm out here fucking trying to be white to to make shit right. Don't play with me like that, bro. That's what insults me, man. That's what breaks my heart. When we take a beautiful man like this, who saw the vision that I saw, what Malcolm X saw, what Frederick Douglass saw, what every great American saw in this country. What every great American saw in this country. black American and you try to rob them of that using color and division the man just said for black peoples and poor whites come on y'all playing games listen if anything that a white woman ever likes me I hope it's because you like me because of my brain and nothing else because my brain will power everything else I need and I am using my brain this sounds to me like hidden evidence in our body politic conversation. Dr. King is just now said, the he didn't say the both he just got to it. He said the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party, the machine have been using us. He mentions Chicago, fam. If this is not evidence And I'm going to keep letting it play I'm not hiding nothing if, Let's just let it play Because y'all think I'm making shit up Look,
1: Independent approach to the needs of our brothers Our funds are being stopped As of September 15th And a very meaningful program discontinue Yes, the hour is dark Evil comes forth in the guise of good.
0: Dude, did you just hear what he said, bro? Bro, did you just hear what this man just sat up here and said? This is unbelievably amazing. This is some never heard before stuff. Guys, e- email me if you want me to send you a link. To this speech um, it, it's it's or a clip it, it's just a great tool to use when you're showing people that they are trying to use a false narrative and create a right leaning racist American you know anti white male society and that's not the place in which we live in it might have been at some point a place that looked like that we live in but when you really break down everything that Dr. King, who knows more than you and me, um, more than likely, uh, is saying to you, he's telling you the problem. He, he didn't say race was the issue. He said we could not get nothing on the political spectrum. And the Democratic Party continued to string us along and continue. I'll let you hear just a little bit. We'll close out with it if you like. Matter of fact, we won't do that. We will close out with something better than that. Guys, I'm very sorry that you had to hear this, but I'm very grateful that you had to hear this because you needed to hear this, did you not?